Eagles fall in the shootout, and Alex Ovechkin has now gone 11 games without a goal. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Caps as they fall to the Flyers. The game was within their reach and they lost it. What went wrong? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how Alex Ovechkin has now gone 11 games without a goal. What's up with Ovi? And then a little bit after that, we will talk about how Kuznetsov and Milano were minus the game, kind of shortly before the game. What is up with Kuzi and Milano? But just to get it going here, we will talk about the Capitals as they fell in the shootout to the Flyers tonight. So they did get a point. Um, But what went wrong in this game? This was a game that they had the lead. And then the Flyers came back and tied it, and it went to overtime in the shootout, and the Capitals fall, ending their winning streak. I was really hoping that they could keep rolling into the weekend uh, as they take on Nashville and uh, the Hurricanes next, but uh, it was a good game in a lot of regards. Obviously not the end result that the Capitals were looking for, but a valiant effort nonetheless. Uh, The Caps were in control for a majority of this game until Philly rallied late in the game and tied it. Um, And it's interesting, this uh, uh, Phillies team or this Flyers team from Philadelphia that, um, you know, everyone had kind of written them off as this is their rebuild. This is Tortorella, kind of the crazy head coach, even though he has a pretty good track record. Um, And don't expect too much from them. Uh, Quite the contrary. I think that that Flyers team is really good. Um, I don't think that, you know, necessarily they're going to walk away with a Stanley Cup this year, but far exceeding expectations and really gave it uh, to the Capitals. Uh, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but Sonny Milano out, Joe Snively in, Evgeny Kuznetsov out, and small man Matthew Phillips in. I kid Matthew Phillips, but he is actually one of the shortest men, if not the shortest in the NHL. Uh, But talking about Matthew Phillips, and I've talked about this all season long, is that uh, there was a lot of hype surrounding Matthew Phillips uh, to start the season, most notably in training camp. Uh, how much excitement, you know, how the excitement that this small man playing in a big man's game and all the production that he's getting. Well, what have we seen 
from Matthew Phillips for a lion's share of this season is that he's been a scratch and the opportunities that he's out there, he's kind of a good playmaker, but not ultimately living up to the potential that the Capitals were hoping for. I know a lot of the hockey geeks say, well, he has a lot of intangible skills. I haven't seen a whole lot of those yet as he just played a very limited amount of time. Matthew Phillips played just two minutes in uh, 44, or excuse me, 244 with 201 of those coming on the power play uh, and did not play after the first period. So, you know, it is apparent that uh, even these people that are into analytics and point out the fact that Matthew Phillips has this, you know, skill set that you re- really can't see on the on the box score, uh, but it's not there. And uh, that's why it's kind of been a rough road uh, for Matthew Phillips those, uh, thus far this year is because when he's given his opportunity, he ultimately doesn't make the most of them. But it was a great evening in particular for Protus, uh, Wilson, and Strom, uh, just lighting it up out there, not to mention Connor McMichael out there, uh, just playing a a huge role with his team. Uh, And then TJ Oshie, even though he didn't ultimately, you know, find the back of the net, he was playing huge uh, for the Capitals as well. Uh, just getting all kinds of production, putting himself in the right spot uh, to do really great things. That's one of the things I like about TJ Oshie is that he's a good playmaker uh, and puts himself in a good position to help this team uh, do really great things. Uh, ultimately, we would like to see more production out of him for sure, but um, you know he is you know a key piece uh, in this team. Strom playing big, burying the puck with help from Wilson. And Protus, uh, that was a sweet goal uh, by Strom, kind of set up right up in front of the net. And Strom made no mistake as he drove it home and continues to lead the Capitals uh, in points or in goals, rather, and just a real pleasant surprise uh, on this team. But the Capitals did. They struggled to keep the lead this entire game. Uh, There were times that I thought, well, here we go. We can kind of just sail into the finish line here, and the Capitals will keep rolling uh, with their winning streak, as that was not the case, though. Wilson got to the back door and buried a cross-ice feed from Strom that gave the Capitals a 2-1 to lead. Um, But it was a back and forth. This game was in the reach, and they let it go. Um, but there were other outstanding players out there as Beck Malenstein continues to impress. Uh, I knew that uh, when he was on this team this year that it, he was going to make a big impact, and he has done that. plays a big physical game. He's good at blocking shots, not a- afraid of throwing his body around. And a really uh, a pleasant, I don't want to say a surprise, because I ultimately knew uh, that Beck Malenstein was going to be a great player on this team, but uh, his play is always noticeable out there. Um, but in another interesting thing in this game as well is it was the Capitals uh, turn with meeting with Mr. Garnet Hathaway and he had quite a rude welcome uh, as Joel Edmondson just laid him out. Uh, I was hoping for a bit of fisticuffs. I would like to see a Joel Edmondson and Garnet Hathaway fight. I think that Edmondson might have a bit of an advantage there, but I will say that Garnet Hathaway is pretty scrappy. Uh, the PK was good. It was five for five. Uh, Protus, McMichael, Mantha was lightning in a bottle. That second line continues to dominate. Um, and what is one of the things that I spoke of this last summer is this has got to be the year for Connor McMichael, and it has been, and it has paid off in spades as Connor McMichael is finally making good 
uh, on his opportunity in previous previous seasons. You know, under Peter Laviolette last season, he got you know a, a small snippet, uh, if you will, and then he was a healthy scratch and then sent down to Hershey. He won a Calder Cup down in Hershey, came to this team with confidence and swagger, and has done nothing but impress and make the most of all of his opportunities. I'm really happy for Connor McMichael, also Anthony Mantha. Everyone had, you know, written him off as, you know, get this guy out of here. We can't trade him fast enough. I don't care if we get anything for him. Just get him out of here. This is a totally changed Anthony Mantha. And it was an interesting uh, interview that I saw in the hockey news where they were talking to him and they asked him, you know, what would you say to Anthony Mantha from last year that was struggling? I'm paraphrasing. Uh, And he said something to the effect of just keep with it. You know, don't lose the faith. Just keep working hard and good things will come. And that is what has happened. Um, And no one really saw that coming in with Anthony Mantha, did they? That he was going to have such a breakout season after a really disappointing uh, last season with this team, but I'm so happy uh, for Anthony Mantha proving everyone wrong, proving me wrong. Uh, I think to a certain extent, proving himself wrong that he still is a legitimate great player uh, in the National Hockey League, and I really like uh, his game so far this year. Again, Protus in that mix as well uh, has been just a really standout player on this team. Uh, we know that last season he came into camp with a fire in his belly, proving to everyone uh, that uh, I belong here. And last season, a bit of a bumpier ride, ha- had highs and lows. But this season so far has been pretty much all an upward arrow uh, for Alexei Protus. I am very happy with what I've seen thus far uh, with Michael McMichael getting that sweet goal uh, just kind of deking him out there. Just a really great goal for Connor McMichael. Again, really getting all kinds of production out there. McMichael now has points in three of his last four games. And then you take a look at Mantha. He extended his point streak to four games. Uh, Protus ended up with two assists and is now tied with Strom for the uh, excuse me for the most multi-point games uh, this season. So just. A really standout game for the Capitals. Uh, Again, they did pick up the point. uh, Ultimately, not the end result that they were looking for, as this game had a lot of importance, as it was a Metro Division rival. Um, And believe it or not, the Capitals are actually underneath the Flyers right now. The Flyers are actually doing pretty well this season, kind of defying a lot of odds, you know, and it's interesting. Every time I look at the standings, it's up, it's down. You know, the Capitals at the Thanksgiving break were actually in second place, and that's gone up and down the Hurricanes. Everyone kind of had them penciled in as winning the Metro. They've been up and down, inconsistency in net. New York, the New York Rangers seems to be the steady eddy in the Metro division. Uh, if the Capitals want to keep in their pursuit of chipping away at the standings and trying to elevate themselves to where they were at the Thanksgiving break, they are going to have to continue to win games like this. Games that are within their reach that they swing and a miss, uh, it's not going to help their case. Again, it's good that they picked up a point. Uh, If they had picked up two points, that would have been even a better deal. And the thing that's frustrating, even though there were a lot of standout performances in this game, is that the game was in their reach uh, and they let it get out of their hands. All right, so coming up here after the break, a bit of a mystery here. Kuznetsov with this mystery illness and Sonny Milano with just kind of this vague upper body injury. What is ultimately behind all of that? I'll talk about that coming up. 
You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And one of the frustrating things is if one of your favorite bands or, you know, the favorite sports team that you like is playing and you can't find tickets, it's frustrating. Where can I find tickets? Well, Game Time is the perfect answer to that and even a bigger, greater answer this time of year around Christmas as you can take 20 dollars off. That is why I love game time and what's not to love about saving some money. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D O-N NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices. Guaranteed. Don has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So some kind of mysterious movement uh, today as I was at work I was monitoring this team on my phone, getting updates from beat writers and insiders that uh, um, Sonny Milano uh, all of a sudden was not going to be playing and that he was going to be on the injured list uh, because of an upper body injury, kind of a bit of a mysterious thing. And then shortly before the game, we find out that Evgeny Kuznetsov is out again with an illness. Now, this might be, you know, a legitimate thing, or it might be, and if you're an everyday or the show, you know where I'm going here, is that they're going to say, if a player's not living up to production, take a look at Sonny Milano, a vague answer, and upper body day-to-day we don't know when he's going to be back. That was my assessment on what I think is going to happen with Alex Ovechkin at some point. It is going to be a vague thing where, you know, he's not at practice and where is he? Um, he's got an upper body day to day. I can't, I, I don't talk about injuries. Uh, I ultimately think that there might be something to that. That is my conspiratorial nature. But if you take a look at Sonny Milano, it was a bit surprising. Uh, upper body injury. The, the surprising thing is Milano practiced uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, so no game time activity. He will miss at least a week of action. He ended uh, his goal drought here recently, but has been inconsistent in the goal scoring department. Do you think that potentially the Capitals wanted to get a look at Joe Snively on the team and they knew that there was no spot that he would fit into the lineup, uh, that potentially uh, Sonny Milano had that vague upper body injury so Joe Snively could slot in here for at least the next week's worth of games or seven days. So a bit of an interesting thing uh, for the Capitals, and I'm sure I'm going to hear people say, you know, you're kind of reaching here, you're going down a conspir conspiratorial rabbit hole. Maybe, but uh, a lot of people did notice that, is that there was no 
you know, noticeable injury that he faced. And how was he able to practice Tuesday? How was he able to practice Wednesday with no games in, involved in, in that time? Uh, and he was healthy. Everyone said that he looked like he was playing great. And then this afternoon, just kind of this odd thing came out of left field saying that he is out with an upper body injury after, you know, he got a goal here recently, but before that, well, he was pretty dry. He was in a drought, if you will, for scoring goals. Uh, I think it is a bit interesting. The same goes for Evgeny Kuznetsov. A bit of an interesting thing. This will be the fourth game he's missed this year and his third due to illness. Uh, Kuznetsov, all things considered here, has five goals and six assists, including points in two of his last three games. Again, that one is maybe a little bit different just given the fact that he has had a history of illness. Maybe he's got a really bad bug or maybe he just doesn't want to go into depth of the nature of his illness. It's just kind of interesting, if you will. Most notably, the Sonny Milano thing that uh, there's nothing that really is explainable uh, about his upper body injury. And it's always very vague and they never want to talk about it. And then all of a sudden, Joe Snively uh, who didn't ultimately light up the score sheet tonight, but did has been scoring and playing very well at Hershey. Do you think that there's a possibility that that's what is behind it? Those are the sneaky moves that if you just accept at face value, sometimes just go totally over your head. And how was I made aware that this is a thing? Well, I'd heard it from beat writers, and I do remember this was a handful of years ago. Uh, where they were doing an interview, the, the name of the player escapes me. I think it was Ribeiro. Uh, they were talking to him and they asked him about his injury and uh, his response. They went up to Ribeiro and they asked him, we heard you're injured, injured. What is the nature of your injury? And he said, I don't know. What did they tell you? You know, and that's one of those interesting things. Well, I, I don't know. Well, shouldn't you know it's your body? You should know what's injured, right? Uh, but what he said with kind of a coy smile is, I, I, I don't know. What did they tell you? You know, so that kind of made me aware of that. Plus, I've heard from other uh, insiders as well as that's kind of a tactic that's used, not necessarily scratching a player, but coming up, drumming up some sort of injury that's very vague and unexplainable just to give another guy an opportunity, just because we know that there are certain constraints as far as the roster is concerned. Um, that is going to come into focus here a little bit well uh, earlier here. And, um, what we're going to notice in the future as well with Ethan Bear, as it was officially announced that he signed that two-year contract, Elliot Friedman talked about it, and uh, he said that it is going to be kind of a domino effect of ultimately where Ethan Bear is going to fit into this lineup. As we know, there are not a lot of open roster spots. We know that Alex Alexiev and Lucas Johansson are on this team, um, that those could be the expendable pieces. But the difficult thing about that, however, is that Alex Alexiev and Lucas Johansson will have to be exposed to waivers in order to get sent down to Hershey. Do you think there's a pretty good chance that they're, that one of those two or both of those players could get scooped up by another team? Uh, maybe I should remind you of Brett Leeson or Axel Janssen Fielby when that happened. It is a real possibility. We know that Brett Leeson went out to uh, the Ducks, and we know that Axel Janssen Fielby went up to uh, the Jets. So it is a real thing. There is a real possibility that, you know, and I'm happy that the Capitals have um, him on this team, but is it the right idea? Uh, I'm not really sure uh, that, you know, Ethan Bear 
you know, statistically is a great player, but is it worth risking Lucas Johansson and Alex Alexiev? Um, I, I guess that is above my pay grade to make, but I would just approach that, uh, I guess, with a bit of caution. Uh, if you just take a look at the implications, if the Capitals ended up losing the likes of Alexiev uh, or Lucas Johansson or both, um, and it's still not a sure thing. There still seems to be a bit of question marks about who is going to come out of the lineup to help fit uh, Ethan Bear into the lineup, or are they going to kind of rotate through? Uh, I, I just think that, you know, Brian McClellan kind of had his eyes on Ethan Bear and just kind of never took it off of him. And uh, that is the interesting situation. So this all ties together with Milano. Was Milano, uh, was he out of the lineup to make a spot for uh, Joe Snively? Um, or, you know, is it going to be the case where Lucas Johansson or Alex Alexiev are going to have to get sent down to Hershey to make room for Ethan Bear? It is quite a juggling act that this team and all teams really need to go through to try to get that edge, to get the right players in the lineup uh, to give your team the best shot at winning. But in any event... Kuzi out, Milano out, and the players that were in their place didn't really pop off the page. Phillips, not real noticeable, and Joe Snively, not real noticeable as well. So was it a worthwhile move? Again, I don't think that, you know, the Kuzi thing in particular, I, I want to say that he's really ill uh, in some way, but uh, it is an interesting move that the Capitals made, and it, I guess it remains to be seen who is going to be in the lineup Saturday versus the Predators. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about how it's now been 11 games since Alex Ovechkin has scored his last goal. What is up with Ovi? We'll talk about that coming up. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads player props, over-unders, and more. And let me tell you guys something. If you're not that into gambling, try FanDuel. Say you're watching a game, you're not that into it, put a little bit of money on the game. It makes watching the game that much more exciting. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So if you're an everyday or the show, you know that I've been speaking here recently for oh, the last few shows or so about Alex Ovechkin and his goal drought that he's in the middle of and what is behind it. I really was hoping uh, that tonight was going to be the night that he was going to get a goal, maybe two goals, maybe something crazy and score a hat trick. But he was snake bitten once again. Uh, he was getting opportunities. He's you know moving his feet, but not fast enough. And what is behind Alex Ovechkin on the night? He had four shots on goal, so he was going in the right direction, but not finding the back of the net. That is something that has eluded him here as of late. Uh, Alex Ovechkin's goal drought has now hit eleven games which is the longest in his career that he's gone without a goal. 
and he is a bit of a lightning rod. He is a polarizing player. Every time I bring him up on the show, people have plenty of opinions. They'll say things like Alex Ovechkin not scoring goals is still better than a lot of other players on the ice. Yeah, kind of. You know, he is getting shots on goal, but not getting contributions. And it seems that he is kind of living on former glory uh, at this point, not to, you know, disparage Alex Ovechkin, but how long will this go on? And as Capitals fans, how long will it go on for you before you hit the panic button or it starts to set off alarms in your head? 10 more games? 15 more games is that could Alex Ovechkin go the remainder of the season and not score a goal? And are you still really hyped up on Alex Ovechkin? And I know that that's a bit of hyperbole, um, but you know, what is, what is, what is it for you as a Capitals fan? How long will it go without him scoring a goal or maybe just one goal in the next 10 games? Is that going to set off warning flags for you? Sirens in your head going, wow. Something's wrong with Ovi. This guy is, you know, heading after Wayne Gretzky. He's number two all time in goals. Does he have what it takes in the tank anymore to catch the great one? Uh, has father time hit him square in the jaw? And, and, and he, you know, it's, it's really hard, you know, and I know that you generally see a bit of a diminished production as time goes on, as you get older, but the difference between last season and this season is so vast that it really makes you wonder. Again, I talk about this all the time. Is there some sort of underlying injury that we're unaware of? Is it going to come out at some point that he's playing, you know, with a bad shoulder uh, or something of that nature that's just causing him to be snake bitten here as of late? Uh, but if you take a look at him analytically, uh, he is getting shots on goal. He's getting a lot of shots on goal. The difficult part, however, is that a lot of his shots are being blocked or they're shot wide. Now, the blocked part, I guess there's not a whole lot that he can do about it. But the shots wide, it seems like that maybe he's got to work on his shot. It's kind of a funny thing to say that Alex Alex Ovechkin has got to work on his shot. It's even something funny for me to say, but it does seem that something that is bugging him and he's just not getting that production uh, like he's had in previous years. So that's a sincere question for all you Capitals fans out there. Hit me up on Twitter is how long will it go before you're concerned about Alex Ovechkin? If he goes another 10 games without scoring a goal, are you still not worried about it? Are you still happy with him getting shots on that? Um, those are the things that are concerning for me. And, you know, a lot of the media, a lot of the beat writers, a lot of the broadcasters did not want to touch this. I've been talking about this for a, a couple of weeks now already. And a lot of those beat writers and journalists and broadcasters, they're coming around even within the Capitals organization. And they're starting to question what is going on. I heard it in Joe B. I've heard it from, you know, Tarek Al-Bashir. Those guys are employed by the Washington Capitals, and even now they're starting to have questions. So it is a bit worrisome that when these premier uh, journalists and broadcasters who are actually getting paid by the Washington Capitals, they're even starting to be concerned. So as Capitals fans, what is it about it for you that makes you think that he is going to turn it around at some point? And I'm not here to tell you that I don't think that he will. It's just something is way off this season as he has never gone this long before without scoring a goal. A bit of a mystery. I hope, again, I hope that 
when they play the Predators that he gets a hat trick and we're like, ha ha ha. Remember when we were talking about Alex Ovechkin not scoring a goal? Well, he scored 10 of them now in a short period of time. I really hope that's the case. But there's nothing that really shows me that that's going to happen. He is getting the shots. He's getting a lot of shots on net, but they're not finding the back of the net. That is the difficult part. Is it this uh, pre-scouting that these goalies and the guys that are laying out in front of the puck, are they just, is, have they finally found a way to beat Ovi? That uh, previously uh, shot that he had from his office at the left dot that was unstoppable is now all of a sudden very stoppable. What has changed? Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are what makes this show successful. So after you're done watching this podcast here, head on over to Locked On's national streaming channel. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel Check it out, guys. It is really rather cool. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me this week once again on this edition of Locked On Capitals, and I'll talk to you guys again next week.